You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 182. Today, I'm sharing three tricks to tune up your time management. And you know, if you haven't met me yet, I'm an author, speaker, HR team performance pro for over 30 years and CEO of Focus for Coaching for over 16. And I've been helping leaders just like you who want to make their bigger, bolder impact, build high performing teams with simple, actionable leadership communication and selection strategies. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And this is a really important topic. You know, we're in a world driven by instant gratification. And those we serve have higher expectations for quick turnaround. At the same time, many organizations are doing more with less. So how do we manage this? Well, I feel like I've been saying this for years now, but time management has never been more important. So let's look at three key areas where you can likely recapture time for yourself and your team. The three keys I'll share are some of the biggest time zappers, the ones that fly under the radar and often go unnoticed. So the first, digital distractions. You know, it's super easy to feel like we're being productive when we're busy. Email, internet, cell phones, they're at the ready 24-7 now. And email and all these other digital things can poke holes in our entire day like Swiss cheese. And this goes for you and your team. So how about doing digital research? It's so easy to research now. We can dub any moment that we're net surfing as research. You know, back in the day, any of you who are old enough might recall when we actually had to go to the library to do some research. So, you know, it was definitely time that we carved out. It was a true project. It's not something you could do on the fly. So you'd plan it into your day, take a trip there and carve out a really good chunk of time to do our research. But what happens now is we can get caught in that rabbit hole of digital research at any given moment. And often, if we were honest with ourselves, we're actually using it as a distraction. Sometimes we're just avoiding the actual work we should be doing. So research of any kind can really be procrastination. I'm busy. I'm being productive. I'm researching. I love human nature. And so I do, you know, I always say humans are funny. And I can't tell you the number of times that I really had to look at a client and say, please stop, because at some point, the research just needs to be done. So how often are you making your digital inputs your top priority? You might not even be aware. So do you leave notifications on and check emails or texts immediately, regardless of what you're in the middle of? There are times when this makes sense. But in general, it's likely you're giving a higher priority to something of low importance as you press pause on something that truly is. 
and it shifts your focus. You know, you lose momentum and concentration. Maybe you lose your place as you move back to the work you had chosen to do with your time. So this is just really important stuff to keep top of mind as you're making decisions about how you will focus and what you will allow to be a distraction. Social media, of course, everyone talks about this. You tell yourself, I'm just do a I'm just gonna do a quick check-in, see what's going on. And then you catch one interesting thing, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and that one thing, and you know, social media platforms are designed to pull us in. So if we're not super intentional and put some time frames around and some intentionality, uh, before you know it, they have us sucked in and moving from one thing to the next. And all of a sudden, a few hours have gone by. And as a leader, looking at employees and how they're spending time on their phones, are you reluctant to hold them accountable? Do you have a policy about phone use, social media, those kinds of things? And if you have the policy, have you communicated it? And are you holding them accountable? Again, it feels like just a minute here and there, but generally it's longer than a few minutes. And they all add up. So the one key to recapturing your time is just being aware of digital distractions and how much time they're zapping. The next that I see so often is complaining without problem solving. So you sit in a meeting and people bring up challenges or two or three employees. Now this happens a little less while we're remote working mostly, but you know, we'll call it the water cooler time. People just start talking about, you know, one thing after another and just kind of venting. But if that venting isn't turning into problem solving, it's not the best use of time, especially in meetings. And again, I've seen this over and over. So I share it here to place it on your radar as something to fix if this sounds familiar. You sit in meetings and someone brings up a problem. And either you never talk about solutions, everyone just kind of chimes in and says, oh, that is a big pain. Or maybe you have a discussion without a decision or a decision happens, but there's no assignment of accountability. Because if you decide on a solution, there's got to be action to move the solution forward. So productive problem solving requires a next action. So if anyone brings up a problem to the team, or you see a problem, the next step is creative problem solving. Then there's a decision about what's the best next step. And then the next is who is accountable and by when. Now you're making progress and the time you spent identifying a challenge was well worth it. The third key is working without margin. The visual for this one I have is a closet that is just chuck full of clothes of all types. And when you think about how difficult and extra time consuming it is to find what you want to wear when a closet is that full, some of you are visualizing your own closets right now, but it's so much harder and takes so much more time to find what you're looking for if you can't even move the things. And that can happen with our schedules too. Now picture the nice organized closet where there's space, you can see, there's room to move. And what can happen when we go for efficiency? is we fill up every nook and cranny of our time. But the thing is, we do need to get our work done, but we also need some margin for the unanticipated hiccups. Without margin in the schedule, a small issue 
becomes even bigger. Let me give you an example from a client. They had done exactly this. They were a financial planning company and they had filled every nook and cranny of every employee's day with meetings. So yes, many of these meetings were used to serve their clients. However, they left no room for margin, no time for training, no time to stay up on the latest trends, no time for process improvement, or at least talk about what had gone wrong and how to do it better and no time built in for emergencies. One day, the power went out. It shouldn't have been a super huge deal. But unfortunately, because their schedule was so tight, one day with no client meetings made it nearly impossible to reschedule the people who were supposed to meet on the day they didn't have power. No margin. So how do you think clients felt when they said, hey, we have to reschedule your meeting. We don't have power. And oh, see you in five months. That does not feel good. And there was the work that they were supposed to do and the nooks and crannies that would have existed in that eight-hour day. Where were they going to cram that work in? They didn't have even 10 minutes on the days coming up to squeeze in the work they missed for the one day they didn't have power. So this is a really concrete illustration. I will tell you, I told this team time and time again as they came with to me with, here's an issue we're having, and oh, here's an issue we're having. And every single time I said, the reason you have this issue is you have no margin in your schedule. That's the bigger problem that needs to be fixed. So it feels like we're efficient when, you're, when we're using all the moments, but you absolutely be realistic about, again, doing the work and then the planning and time that it takes to do the work really well. If you say that you're going to have this great trained team and invest in their continuing education, plan for that. That comes out of productive time of doing the work. If you offer vacation time, you have to plan that. You have to say our employees have X number of total work hours minus training time, minus meeting time, you know, the time that you would meet as a team, minus vacation time, minus holiday time. When you subtract all of that times the number of employees you have, now you know how many productive hours you have to serve your clients, your patients, your customers. And those non-productive hours are very, very important for becoming more efficient as a whole and using the work time more productively. So the three tricks to tune up your time management to recap. One, take a look at your digital distractions. Let's not tell stories about how much research we're doing and and how productive we are when we get down those rabbit holes. And the emails and the texts and the social media that can chunk out little pieces of time throughout each day. Two, complaining about problems without taking any time to do creative problem solving. Decide what the next best steps are and add in the accountability of who will do what by when. And then the third is having a schedule with no margin. Make sure you've got margin. Be realistic about how much time it takes to do the work you need to do that is direct to client, customers, patients. And then what's the extra time that you need to bake in for the unanticipated and the stuff that isn't direct to client, but is required to help the team function well. I hope that helps. My goal is to help you make your bigger, bolder impact. And I have a free masterclass coming up. Please go grab your spot. It's the seven keys to building your high-performing team with confidence. And you can find that by going to defeatthedrama.com forward slash 
DPT class. You can also find the link by going to today's show notes. Go to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab, and go to episode 182. Thanks so much for joining. Get out there, make it a great day, and make your bigger, bolder impact. I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel. Thank you so much for all the important work that you're doing in this world. Mm-hmm.